All right. Episode 22 of the podcast. Yep. And I think this will be a fun one. Yeah. I've got some millennials on now. <laughs> some boomers. <laughs> no, we're the boomers. <laughs> um, we are talking to Kyle O'Grady from both Kyle Hates Hiking. We're going to ask him why he hates hiking. Yeah, yeah. And the, I, the, I think that's the clickbait. And the Trail Tales podcast. Yeah. So we got him on the Skype line. Let's bring him in. All right. Okay. And we're... We are we are not live, but we've got <laughs> we've got Kyle O'Grady here with us. Um, Kyle, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, what are you, uh, what are you, what are you doing? Coronavirus. <laughs> I knew you guys. Get your masks on. Get your masks. <laughs> Honestly, I just went into the fridge and grabbed the first one I saw. I I, I didn't even buy these, but uh, you know. I don't think I don't think you can get coronavirus did through I, Skype yet. Did, did you see sales of Corona beer are down like forty two percent? No, but I would have thought that they would have been up because of all the memes. I don't know. They're they're like down <laughs> significantly, which is which is hilarious to me. Um, Once people stop getting infected and people kind of chill out a little bit, then the sales will go back up. That's my prediction. Uh, Kyle, where are you located? I am from Burlington, Vermont. So okay, I thought you were in Vermont. There's no uh, coronavirus cases there yet. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're good. Uh, <laughs> there was one right border of New Hampshire. So uh, oh really? Both my roommates. Uh, our nurses, so we're kind of bracing for it. They gave me like the rundown on what we're what our game plan is if and when it gets here. What, so, yeah. What's your game plan? You go into the woods? Yeah, that's bad, <laughs> dude. If it was summer, I totally would, but it's a little little too cold for that shit <laughs> here right now. How long dude, can I'm, you hide in a room for? Gonna, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually a lot of stuff we want to talk to you about. You've got you've got some pretty legit. Um, Hiking credentials. Very legit. Yeah. Um, on top of the AT through hiking, you've also done the long trail, right? Yes, sir. I did it twice, actually. Really? Wait. Once wasn't good enough? The first time was a section hike, though. So that's my, like, Okay. Okay. It's actually, like, the first, um, I don't know, like, hiking accomplishment, hiking goal or whatever. When I was in high school, I I did it in sections, and that was kind of, like, my first taste of backpacking and and you know i guess to a lesser extent through hiking but um then i went on and did it again in 2016 this time as a through hike kind of as like a trial run for the at and then uh yeah i did the at in 2018 right after i graduated college that's a good time to do it yeah <clears throat> andy and i yep. are in the, are in the boat of like uh gonna be old dudes that do it probably <laughs> did you see a lot of old dudes you had to have out there right yeah yeah i mean Definitely, like most common would be folks that are. I was even a little bit young. I was 22 when I did it. I'm 24 now, and yeah, I was still a little bit young. I'd say most people were like 25. Mm-hmm. To, you know, oh, maybe, interesting. Yeah, like late late 20s, but there there was still definitely um, you know, folks of all different ages. Probably older folks would be next, and then kind of people your age, honestly, would be like the the least represented. Right. Yeah. Through high. We have real lives, but you'll still meet tons of people out there. So, uh, when did you know that you wanted to hike the AT? That's a good question. I kind of knew, like, I was pretty young, honestly. Uh, I, 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 like, went on a day hike when I was, like, 15. I think I was 15 years old. It was just, like, me and a bunch of, like, goofy, like, high school kids. Like, just nothing better to do. And didn't really think much of it. But on that day hike, we went up Mount Mansfield, which is the highest peak here in Vermont. And... The long trail goes over Mount Mansfield. So, oh, like, yeah. just part of our loop, like, we were on the long trail for a couple miles. And that's kind of how I learned about it. Like, I saw the sign, and I was, like, 
it was like Canada, 50 miles that way. And I was like, we're going to Canada. Like, what the hell are we doing here, guys? But they were like, no, it's, it's the long trail. And they kind of explained to me, you know, what it was. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I, I kind of went back home, started YouTubing, Googling. And through that, I kind of learned about the AT. And, and I've people have asked me before, like, how did you like, or like, why do you like through hiking and backpacking and all this stuff? And I've never really been able to like give a solid answer. All I know is that when I first like learned that people literally walk from Georgia to Maine in one <laughs> shot, like something just clicked in like my like 15, 16 year old head. And I just kind of like stuck with that idea all the way until I uh, graduated college in 2018. I feel like uh, it's surprising that you said like most people are in their mid 20s, you'd say. I feel like gra like if you went to college after you graduate college is the best time to do it. If you're in your 20s, maybe in. Yeah, you probably don't know. You don't have enough time in the summer, right? I mean, you got to leave in like March or something like that. Sure. You did it late, didn't you? Did you start at May or something? Yeah, and that's another big thing, big thing as well. Like most of the people that do it right after college have to leave late, like I did, because I didn't start until and I went northbound. I didn't start until May fourteenth, and late. like as I'm sure you guys know, like most people are starting. You know, you, you even got people starting like now, which is probably still on the early end a little bit. But I mean, I, I guess it's March now. So yeah, March and in April are usually when people are starting and. I didn't leave until, you know, <laughs> mid-May. <laughs> That's super late. That's when uh, Big Chief left. He left in oh, May. Oh, yeah. One dude, uh, <laughs> and when Andy and I were down in Grayson Highlands last year, we just randomly met some dude who was a subscriber, and he's like, yeah. Oh, nice. He's like, uh, you guys, I'm hiking the AT because I got into all the YouTube stuff. And we're like, whoa. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just started. <laughs> I wonder if that dude finished. I don't know. Um, when are you going to hike the PCT? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I sometime soon. I I don't want to put like an exact. Is it a hundred? Is it a hundred percent? Want to like a hundred percent in the next but, five um, years? <laughs> yeah, Good. I think so. I think so. It, it, it depends. Like you know, I have a full time job and stuff too, and I I enjoy my job a lot. So a little bit hesitant to just like you know dip yeah. in that regard. But I I I want a triple crown. I'll I'll say this. I want a triple crown before I turn thirty. That's my goal. So once you so, turn 30. As long as I get it done before then, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> then you're waiting until your 60s. Once you turn, once you turn 30, there, there's no time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you're you're 24, so you got six years? Yeah. And you don't yeah. have any, like, immediate terms to do the PCT? Like, not obviously not this year or next year? Uh, what, can you repeat that? Like, you're, you're not anticipating doing the PCT, like, very soon. Like, you're not going to do it this year or next year, right? Um, this year, no. I won't rule out rule out yeah next year, but I won't commit to it either. Right. It's it's like like so much of like my plans are kind of up in the air right now. It depends on a lot of stuff. Um, honestly, a lot on my on my job. So and and honestly, a lot on um like Trail Tales, my podcast, and yeah. the YouTube stuff as well because you know that's been picking up a little bit of steam lately. So it's there's a lot of things at play. Um, but I, I will, I will do it or I will try to do it. At least I, I learned very early on, on the AT not to like completely like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to finish before yeah. you get out there. But yeah, I'm going to try for sure. <laughs> so, uh, just be, we always like talking to through hikers because obviously it's not something that we've ever done on a long trail at least. So if you don't mind me asking like what, like what's your, what was your highest high on the trail and your lowest low? Ooh. We're going deep. Ooh. Ooh. Um, highest high. Okay. So 
There's kind of. T- uh, bes- I'm not going to include uh, finishing. Because right, I feel right. Like that's kind yeah, of obvious. That's a kind of bad yeah, good, good point. Good yeah. point. I didn't think yeah. about that. Because that was definitely pretty, pretty awesome. I think for me, there's like two high points. I'll give you two. The first one was when I made it to Harper's Ferry because, like we kind of talked about ago, I felt like I was like against the clock for a uh. lot of my first half. And once I made it to Harper's Ferry, like. I, I didn't really need to be that worried about it before then, but um, something just like clicked in my head where I was just like, I, I've talked about this on Trail Tales a lot. For some reason, I just like chilled out a little mm-hmm, bit yeah. after that. Mileage, I, I didn't chill out. I, I still kept pressing, but I, I kind of gained some confidence there. And so that felt really, really good. Like walking out of Harper's Ferry, plus because you just made it through uh, Virginia, the longest right. state as mm-hmm. well. So like, I still remember like crossing the bridge at Harper's Ferry, just like walking out of there. Dude, it felt so good. And then I think the second, like, this is probably, other than Katata, I think this one was probably the, the highest moment, um, making it to Vermont. So, obviously, as we established, I'm from Vermont. Yeah. I'd hiked the long trail mm-hmm. previously two times and had failed to hike it one time even before that. So, that first um, 30 miles of the AT and long trail uh, in Vermont, I had hiked, like, three times before I even got there on my through hike. So, like, I just knew that section of the trail really well. And when I first started, dude, like making it to Vermont might as well have been just as far away as like Katahdin, you know, because yeah. at that point, I don't remember exactly how far it is from Springer to Vermont. But I mean, it's well, probably, I don't know, like 1500 miles, maybe something like that. Some AT like nut is probably yelling at their phone. <laughs> like it's, it's a long way, that's for sure. And so, and then of course, like the home state thing, obviously, like making it to my home state felt like really, really yeah, good. Right. I mean, I'd been... And I'm battling that whole time. That's what it felt like. So that was, those two were probably the, the highs. And then the lowest, mm, honestly, this might sound a little bit weird, but I think like, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it like the lowest point, but just like the most like mentally challenging part of the trail for me was actually like Maine, mm-hmm. like right at the very end. And I think it's because I had placed like a pretty heavy emphasis right from the start on not paying attention to how far I had. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the the AWOL guidebook, but um <clears throat> in the in the guidebook it has, you know, next to every single waypoint how far like you've gone to that point and how far you have like left to go to until you get to Katahdin. And so then they're right next to each other. I'd pretty much just like train my brain to just block out that that mm-hmm. second number yeah. there. I just only pay attention to how far I'd gone. Like don't think about how far I have left to go. And for some reason, when I made it to the main border, like through Vermont, I was good through the whites. I was good. But like right after I hit that border, it just like all of a sudden I just like let myself start to think about the end. And it's like, yeah, you're in the last state and you only have a couple weeks to yeah. go, you know, in comparison to how far you've gone. It's, you know, it's not that far, 280 miles. I think it is something like that, but 280 miles is still like a pretty long way to yeah. hike. Like I don't yeah. care how far you've come to that point. And, and Maine is also, especially Southern Maine is like one of the hardest, like physically hardest states. And so once I got to Maine, I just kind of, I don't know, I just started to think about the end. I started to like really allow myself to like want to be done. And, and I don't know, it was, it was tough. Um, it all paid off. Like I, I never really thought about quitting, but I, I would, I would hope being that close, but it was tough in a way. I kind of, I really wish I had been able to. I don't want to say like I didn't enjoy it, but just like take things in a little bit more going through Maine because it was beautiful. I mean, it's an amazing state. And I was just so like close to the 
like to the end, I just, I don't know. I kind of like bugged out a little bit in my head, but I mean, it is what it is. I still made it. So yeah, you made it, but uh, that's interesting that you said that because like, well, you know, like every season we follow some through hikers on various trails and like, they all like towards the end are like, man, I wish yeah. I would have slowed down yeah. and enjoyed it more First or like, loses. or like, uh, yeah, like everybody said, like everybody gave me advice to like slow down and enjoy it. And then it, it I, I, I don't know. It seems like that's a common thing. So, Yeah, it definitely is. I, I kind of wonder if just like the circumstance of my hike starting so late also maybe had something to do with it. Because, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I had to average, I think it was like, if in order to make it from the day I started May 14th, I might have said May 18th. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. May. May 14th to uh, October 15th, which was like my you know, last day I would have wanted to finish. I had to average like 14.4 miles or something like that. And I ended up with zeros and nearos and everything averaging closer to 15. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure like there's some like macho dude or, or girl out there who can crush like 15s all day, every yeah. single day. But to average that for four and a half months wasn't like super easy. So I don't know, maybe just kind of like a grinding for so long and not really taking as many zeros and, and taking it as as slow as some people do might've kind of worn me down a little bit more, but at at the end of the day, it's like so personal to, you know, it's it's kind of different for everybody. Um, when you started hiking it, were you just going solo? Like you didn't know anyone else that you you were doing it with? So I actually, it's kind of a funny story, kind of a sad story to do a little bit. I met a guy my first night on top of Springer mountain, my, uh, my boy mullet Mike, and we, we were in the same circumstance. Like, he had just graduated to and we hiked together you know we maybe separated for a couple days here and there if one of us wanted to take a zero and then we kind of caught back up for it but for the most part we hiked together all the way from springer to um southern maine wow oh wow majority of the trail and then unfortunately he got sick and had to take like we we thought it was just going to be like a couple days off and so we just like kept going that's usually what we did when when people you know, yeah. various people I was hiking with got sick. You know, usually it kind of works out. You catch up to each other eventually. And unfortunately, he ended up um, not being able to come back to the trail. He did come back to the trail. He hiked like another 100 miles. He crossed the 2,000-mile mark, and then he actually wasn't able to finish. Like, he was oh. just, like, too sick and had to get off. And he, he was so close, dude. I, I was I actually found out that he, he got off, like, the day I finished, too, the day I summited Katahdin. So it was kind of bittersweet because I was like, uh, I – like feel really stoked about this but at the same time like the person i spent the most time with like didn't make it and i found out the same day so what, what was wrong with him <laughs> well i mean come on though i mean he, he, he did two thousand miles of the at oh, and yeah. Yeah, i mean like super impressive yeah for sure yeah, yeah. not trying to take away from that right. i mean it is kind of fun to give him shit for it sometimes he could jump back on it finish <laughs> it pretty easily probably Oh my yeah, god. He's he's gonna finish it now. He's got like a good job now and everything. And so he's he went back and he did a little bit um last summer. Um he was gonna do it all. I think some plans with hiking partners didn't really work out, so we cut it a little bit short and he's not really in too much of a rush, but he yeah. he'll definitely finish it eventually. And I, I definitely wanna you know, assuming I'm still here in, in New England, I definitely wanna go up and try to some We got you? You there? Hello. Yep. You're uh no, we, you're cutting out sometimes. Are you noticing his video going like blue? Yeah, but it's okay. Okay, it's you're okay. good. We got gotcha. you. Sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can... Do you do you notice that in the Skype? You're. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it it looks, doesn't. 
it looks fine to me. Now, do you you see that though, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's all good. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. This is our. Uh, this is why we don't do these live. <laughs> um, oh, like God. the internet connection thing, I can try to. No, 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 don't worry about it. All right. It's 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 ninety nine percent fine. We don't we okay. don't care enough about the one percent. <laughs> um, I want to talk about podcasting because you have a pretty legit podcast. That's a. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say uh, I, my my guests are legit. I don't know. If yeah, no, I, I your guests are legit. How do you get them? <laughs> they don't agree to come on our podcast. I asked her at sliding into Instagram DMs. I'll say that. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Slide right in. Same with Darwin. Just have a, here, here's a here's a trick for you guys for getting people on your podcast. I, I learned this like accidentally very early on. Do an Instagram poll and have like your followers recommend guests, and then when they recommend the person, like post that to your story and tag the person. So it's like a little bit less weird than just like you like directly like contacting them. It's okay. like oh, a third party like wants to see you guys talk, and it just makes it a little bit less awkward. But I also just like. You know, just email people and just DM people we, uh, and stuff like that. We actually have high success with, with with people telling us they'll come on, but then when they when they actually like we go to like schedule it and stuff, it just it just doesn't work out sometimes. Yeah, life but, gets in the way. But most people are actually like down to do it, and the more we do, the more we can show people like, hey, this is what you're in for. Like it's like it's funny. Uh, like I don't know if you saw the Instagram. He asked me like, do we have a set? No thing, because I'm like, no, dude. There's there's no preparation for this. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Um, like I did, I did look through. I've I've seen your YouTube stuff. I looked through your Instagram in preparation for this. That's about it, though. Yeah, I watched some videos. Yeah, I, you. I I mean, you're relatively new for us. I didn't know about you until Dan told us about you. So, I knew about you because I saw the video you did about Dan, where you talk about him being on our podcast. That's the first time I saw you. <laughs> Um, yeah. dude, the, the dude, oh dude, by the way, the Dan, so, so Dan called into our live stream the other day and, uh, we were texting. <laughs> he goes, dude, he goes, I, I saw the comments from the live stream. Oh, like half the comments are bashing Dan Becker. Yeah. And I felt really bad. Yeah, was... and, he, and he goes, uh, he goes, was I like a hot topic of conversation? I'm like, I mean, I mean like not really. No, but... it's just the fact that it's just the fact that Adam was showed up. Um, but I, uh, I, I, what do you think of the Dan Becker hate? Dude, I mean, I, I mean, I don't like hate the guy. I, I talked to him actually. He, he kind of reached out to me after that yeah. video. Um, I, on one hand, I'll say I, I don't understand, I don't want to like, you know, stick up for people who say like actually like hateful stuff. Yeah, like right. I'm, I'm not about that. Um, I do a little bit understand just from like the through hikers perspective. Yeah. Um, it's the, the people who are like, oh, this guy like doesn't even hike that much. All he does is talk about gear and he's like getting all these like views and stuff. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, like Dan Becker, like he's never claimed to be like, you know, yeah. a fucking superstar, like yeah. the best backpacker. Or so it, it doesn't really bother me too much, but I, I can like sympathize with that just a little bit. Um, but for the most part, like, I don't know, he's just like, just a gear nerd. He likes to talk about yeah, gear. Right. I, don't really, and, uh, I don't really see the problem. Like he's, he's good on but, camera and stuff. So do you think, do you think through hikers are the ones that are giving him crap? Or do so, you like, kind of like I talked about in that video. Um, I think it's mostly just like, uh, people who are just kind of jealous of him, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then there's definitely like a, a, a little bit of stuff from, 
the through hikers and I mean I say the through hikers <laughs> like it's just a small just just like the other folks too it's like a small minority obviously right. um but yeah I I think through hikers sometimes give them a little bit of shit but honestly dude, I feel like most of it and this is just speculation but I feel like a lot of it is just people who probably already know like most of the stuff he's talking about mm-hmm, and they're yeah. like kind of jealous that he's getting like all the views yeah. and honestly some of the money too and they're yeah. just like oh like i could do that but they're just like you know they're just bitches and they can't go on camera because they're yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we we were talking that's, to him that's, that's who i think it is we but, were, we were talking know. to him because we were with him two weeks ago about how and i'm, I'm sure you're experiencing this because you're you know you're you're getting some nice views the majority of people watching backpacking content on YouTube are not through hikers. They're Dan yeah. Beckers. Yeah. And they're, they're us. Yeah. They're, they're weekend people looking to learn about gear. They're going out like two times a year. Granted, we go out way more than that, but like, they're just like, they're just not. And so he's catering to that audience. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a smart business play on his end. Yeah. You know? He's full time now. I mean, he's full time YouTuber. I mean, his yep. growth is insane. It's it's petered off a little bit, um, but his growth the last year has been like unlike anything I've ever seen. I don't know. It's pretty gnarly, dude. It's pretty gnarly. He, I think another thing too, there's like a a really bad stigma against um like doing sponsorships and stuff mm-hmm. within the backpack for sure. Community. Yeah, and I think I probably should have mentioned this a second ago, but I think that is where a lot of the hate comes from yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. And you know. We, we don't have to get into all that, you know, personally, I'm not really like just, just from like a, the perspective of someone who watches like backpacking YouTube, I'm not really interested in like the constant gear reviews and like the, the, um, I don't know, just kind of, <laughs> so a lot of what he does and, and not that I like, don't, you know, like him or yeah. whatever, just not really my cup of tea. But, um, I think a lot of people give him shit for the, the sponsorships and like, I get that. Like people don't want to be just like sold to constantly, but at the same time, I, I don't think he's like super unreasonable about it. Like it's usually pretty obvious yeah. that he's doing. A, it's not like he's like kind of misleading people. So yeah. I don't know. That's that's a big aspect of it as well. I think. Shoot, he's getting sponsors. So are you when you uh, are you like a uh, when you watch backpacking stuff? Are you like a trip guy? You prefer the trip videos or? Mm, yeah, yeah, I would say so for the most part. Um, I honestly don't watch as much backpacking YouTube as I as I used to. When I was like first getting into it, like I said earlier, dude, like Syntax seventy seven. Yeah. Like, I was probably the only like sixteen year old watching Syntax seventy seven. <laughs> I, I seriously I'm doubt that. that. <laughs> I seriously doubt that. And like, and I, I I like still watch some of his videos. He's awesome. I've, yeah. I've talked to him on Tales a couple times, and I don't know. Honestly, dude, I I kind of wish there was more people doing like, goofy stuff like stuff that i i don't want to say stuff that i do stuff that i try to do do some goofy stuff it's definitely goofy whether or not it's actually funny is debatable but you know that's kind of like where i'm at honestly i i really wish there was some more people doing like some funny stuff but i don't know that's kind of the 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 void i'm trying to fill at the moment (laughs) who's uh like what else what 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 are you watching on youtube so like i said syntax i you mean like hiking or just no anything anything dude i watch much youtube like okay where do you even start here um a lot of like niche stuff so i'm really into like punk rock and like stuff like that pop punk and so there's this channel called the punk rock mba 
and he just like talked about really it's it's honestly like backpacking channels except about punk rock just like really nerdy shit that nobody cares about unless you're like super into this mm-hmm. so i watch i watch a lot of that um i watch a lot of just like I don't know, like biographics and geographics. I don't know if you've ever watched them before. Uh-huh. I even watched like, some like vlog channels, like um, Nelk is a channel, which I'm sure nobody, if you're heard of before, it's like, I don't know, it's a little bit cringy sometimes. Like some prank channels, dude. Okay, <laughs> some okay, of that stuff. okay. Like, so I watched some of that stuff. Um, dude, like some, like just like vloggers and stuff, like everything. Like I'm on YouTube probably way more than I should be. <laughs> I feel like like for my channel like a lot of the stuff i do with like the stupid photoshops and jokes and stuff i feel like i've kind of like taken influence from people who make videos that aren't like in the backpacking mm-hmm. niche. you know I, i'm trying to like take some stuff that i see in other niches and kind of bring that yeah. to, to this it really doesn't seem like too many other people are doing no, that stuff so no not at all no no and it's interesting like what the backpacking youtube market was when we started versus what it is now it's way different. But we were just talking too about how you and I don't have as nearly as much time as we used to to just sit there and watch backpacking channels no, all uh, the time. No, no, and in fact, the majority of what I watch on YouTube isn't necessarily even backpacking stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm a strictly at this point, I'm only watching people's trip videos and then some other random videos as I I, I don't I don't have the time and I watch a lot of stuff that's not backpacking related. Me too. It's like I don't, I don't. I mean, we were watching six hundred pound life clips earlier. <laughs> yeah, one thing I should have said a second ago. I watch you guys like straight up. I think this show, and I also think the backpacker breakdowns. Like, we haven't done dude, one of those that, in a while. Like, I love that stuff because I, I feel like there's not very many people that are doing videos that are like more unique than just like the gear reviews, yeah, the top yeah. ten backpacks or whatever shit, <clears throat> you, and then like trip videos. And I think like the I think this show, and I also think the uh, backpacker breakdown idea is just like super creative, yeah. honestly. So I really like your guys' channel as so, well. I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you guys face to face right now. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. And what's what's yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, what's funny is that the breakdowns, the BSing, and the trip videos get by far the least amount of views compared uh, to the gear. Compared our, to the gear, our trip videos do pretty well. They're doing weirdly. Better. Um, but but, the, but what, the breakdowns and the BS things don't. But it's like, but, but we love to do it. <laughs> this is this is what we like to do. And, I, and you know, and there are, you know, and I I don't think you fall into this category. But there are a lot of people who just create content based on getting views. And I don't I don't shit on that. I get it. Like you can make money doing that. Yeah. Andy and I like this is never going to be our job <laughs> ever. Uh, so it's like we're only making videos we want to do and we think are fun to do. Yeah. Uh, and like the BSing, the BSing started with us literally out in the woods. If you watch the first couple, first like 10 ish, we were just literally out backpacking and set the cameras up and had like a podcast out there. And then we're like, okay, we, we want some better audio equipment. So now we don't do that. Uh, and then the breakdowns came from watching. Um, we got that was inspired. Br- that's by Action Bronson watches Ancient Aliens. Oh, yes. on Vice. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I can't. I've seen like. I don't know, like some commercials or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and, him and his rapper buddies just get stoned and watch Ancient Aliens, and it, you just watch See, them is, is watching it. Is he the dude it. from, uh, like, the... the I gotta, yeah, like, Fuck That's I Delicious. I think I know who he is, but I can't quite remember. I want to be sure. Yeah, he's a famous rapper. Yeah, he's a famous rapper. 
And he's got yeah, that's the guy yeah and he's got this show on Vice where he just has all of his famous rapper friends and they have this they have a like a table just filled with bongs and bowls and stuff <laughs> and they just get super ripped and they're they're doing it in front of a green screen and you they play the ancient aliens behind them so we actually thought about doing that we might do that in the new studio well <laughs> yeah we we liked the concept of like watching something and then doing commentary now obviously we're drinking beer whiskey and lacroix yeah we're not we're not ripping weed um but uh the other thing is like we don't you got to be careful with the breakdowns because like you don't want to be an asshole and i don't know we we, we have to like those are and we i have one i've been sitting on for like three months because i had to edit it so so properly based on what was said during it that it gets really dicey especially when we do it with other people um so those can be a little bit dicey but they are fun to do. They are an absolute pain in the ass to edit, though. You have I to bet, yeah. you have to sync multiple cameras with what you're watching, and then multiple audio sources. It sucks. Um, but they are fun to do. Yeah, we haven't done one in a long time. <coughs> no, we will in the new studio. Yeah. Hey, if if you ever do one of me, you don't have to hold back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I can take it. <laughs> no, yeah. So we can no, keep we, we actually no. no we we probably cut out when we do those. We I cut we cut out fifty to sixty percent. I mean seriously. <laughs> the, the hilarious thing what we can do with his is we'll just like. Uh, We'll just find all your gear videos and then we'll go back and forth between this where you talk about like how you don't like making gear videos so much. <laughs> well, see, see, the thing is, like, kind of going back to what you were saying a few minutes ago, um, you know, about making stuff that you actually want to make. Right. Like if, if I was just going to make like a straight up like serious like video about like gear, for instance, like mm-hmm. I did a, I did a video on hammocks I posted on Monday. Oh, yeah. If we I watched that. That's, that's doing it, well. It would just be like boring as hell you know yeah, but yeah instead i made like a bunch of masturbation jokes <laughs> yeah, so, so no. the way i see it, it's kind of like a compromise between making a video that people actually want to watch on a subject that you might like on the surface not be like incredibly excited to talk about but still like adding your own twist on it and making it like fun for you because you just yeah like at least for me i just make it goofy as hell so no, and, and I <laughs> that's told... kind of the way i like I don't know, navigate that. No, that's awesome. And I told, I told old D D ball, Dan Becker. So Dan, (laughs) so Dan, when he started blowing up, so he, he released a video literally a year, January of 2019. That was like favorite luxury gear videos. And he started blowing up and he weaseled his way, not weaseled his way. He got into the Ohio backpacking YouTube crew and he called all of us. Literally, like, call call us all on the phone. He literally texted me. He's like, "Hey, man, can I call you?" And I was like, "What? Okay." <laughs> and he had like a thousand subs, whatever. But he was clearly trending. And I was like, "Dude, the only way you're gonna do this long term is if you make stuff you actually want to make, not make stuff that does well." And I truly believe that. I don't know. Sometimes I see him getting a little burned out on his videos, and I don't want him to burn out. <sighs> You can just tell it sometimes. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I. Uh, I just don't want him to burn out. Nobody wants anybody to burn out, but I, I don't know if I agree with your statement. But uh, what, you think you don't think he's getting burned out? No, no, no. I said I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree that the only way to be successful on YouTube is no. To, for, I mean, for the long term, for like twenty years. Yeah, like well, you and I want to do YouTube for twenty years. years. No, seriously. Okay, think about this. You're, YouTube, you're, 
No, 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 no. This is this is the point I always I make to him, and he agrees with me. And you're you're a young millennial, so you'll agree with me. Boomer. Yeah, we're we're boomers compared to you. So, YouTube, YouTube's uh, YouTube was started I think in 2009, but YouTube really hasn't been mainstream probably like 2012, 2013 to now. And the the demographic of people that watch YouTube are like your age and younger, and then like 50 and up. The demographic of people watching YouTube are going to hit the 18 to 30 metric like now. And YouTube is going to be freaking huge. And in 15 years now, I don't know if it will be YouTube because YouTube has no competitors right now. But user created content, I think, is going to be a large chunk of entertainment in the future. And I think if you can do this for 15, 20 years, I know you can't like it's weird to think that far in the future. But like it's going to be so much bigger than so I, I like our, I mean, our play is the long con. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how we do that is we just, we just do what we like so that we're always passionate about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. No, 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 I get that. But I would, I was just saying like, uh, I, I think that there's a balance that a lot of people play where it's just like, sometimes you got to put out a clickbaity video. <laughs> And like I'm not saying sometimes we don't make our thumbnails a little clickbaity or like the titles a little clickbaity. Everybody everybody does that a little bit, but like the content. Of, definitely do that. Yeah, you have, you have great thumbnails, by the way. Dude, I love making thumbnails, dude. You like have great I just thumbnails. I, I I think it was again going back to that channel I talked about. Um, I think it was the punk rock NBA. Like one time he said in like a podcast interview, he was like, "If you're not cringing at your thumbnails a little bit, like you're yeah. not you're not doing it right." So I, I really take that to heart. <laughs> you have really good thumbnails, though. Um, really good, actually. Um, but wait, 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 what were you gonna say? I was just gonna make a comment about selling out too. I Be- mean, nobody we don't we don't have any sponsorships. So no, like we're no. Out. But I mean, like I know a lot of people get cra- get crap for like accepting gear or whatever partnering for something oh, like we, that no i don't i don't, I don't care about that no i don't care i, I <laughs> we accept do, free stuff all the time <laughs> I, I do not give a crap about That's that the perks of youtube man. yeah like yeah like we get it's great to get really nice gear at heavily have discount. you uh have people started reaching out to you yet i've had like the like kind of Shitty yeah, the shitty Chinese, Chinese companies. companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts there. It starts there. You got Ridge Wallet. Yeah, yeah. You got Ridge Wallet. I haven't had anybody like um that I actually like want to use their gear. Right. But if yeah. someone does reach out, like, and I'm actually like, it'll happen. In the product, I'll definitely do it. Like, I'm so down for that. And the the the, the Chinese companies reaching out to you never stops. Do you oh, res- do you respond to them? I'm and like at least like three or four a week. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous. Do you respond? What'd you to say? Them? Do you respond to them? Um, I kind of <laughs> a couple of them. I just was kind of like fucking with them, and I just said like, yeah, I'll do it for like five thousand dollars, and then reply <laughs> after that. Hey, that's what Becker. <laughs> hey, that's that's. You, there's a there's, there's a some advice I mean, that th- you you're putting time and energy into it for what a twenty dollar piece of gear. Yeah, yeah. actually, like we're down with that. And then I'd be like in the predicament of do I actually want to talk about this stupid like yeah. you know like beach tent on my like, <laughs> <laughs> like but I could buy a new camera with five thousand dollars. So yeah, I, I'm very unlikely that that will even happen. But shit, I don't know. I guess it's a pretty good predicament to be in. <laughs> yeah, we we just straight up don't respond to them. We've probably gotten five hundred emails from different companies. Oh, dude, I, just based on the number I've got yeah. so far, I can absolutely believe that. Yeah. And then we don't, we do not actively get approached by legit companies too much. We do, but like, so it'll be more like, we'll reach out to them and be like, Hey, 
if you send me this, it'll be in a video. Like, I'm not saying it'll be in a good video. I'm not saying it'll be in a lot of videos. But if you send this to me, I will. it will be in a video in some way. But but most of there's been some exceptions, but most of the people have approached us. There has been some some exceptions, but most people have approached us, yes. And you will, you'll start to get that. But they um, were all companies that we love. Yeah. Because yeah. we talk about them all the time. And in fact... In fact, and not to sound too full of a, of us, we get offered we get offered free gear a lot, and we pay people. Yes, I don't like taking free stuff. Yeah, sometimes. we pay people. We've been offered like really nice free stuff that we have that you might see here, and we pay people for it because, and not because we're like trying to be elitist, but because we really truly believe in like the cottage vendor thing, um, and like it's worth it to us to give them a couple hundred bucks so they can keep making sh- making shit. And like it's, we're gonna do a video anyway, so yeah. um, we try and like at least like not take like totally free stuff. If it's a small, if it's like a small like dude making gear in his garage or something, like dude, we'll give you some money. Like that, yeah, that that takes time and effort to do, and like and like so we're pretty good friends now with a couple companies, and like hearing the impact that YouTube has on their sales, it like oh, does, okay. it's ridiculous. Ridiculous, and it doesn't make like I like so. So uh, we got we got the light AF tarps a couple weeks ago, not a couple weeks ago, like a month or two ago. We put out like a, just a quick little first look video on the light AF tarp, and it got like five thousand views in like two days. And I was like, "What?" And Chris, Chris is like, "Dude, everyone's emailing me about these tarps." It's like I'm not even making them right now. I'm like, "I'm sorry, man." <laughs> put the video out, but like seeing. Seeing the effect that YouTube has on like, there's a reason these companies are coming to YouTube. I mean, it's and it's like pocket change for them. Like if Z-Packs gives you, you you a tent, it's 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 five hundred bucks to them, but they could easily they're gonna get thousands of eyeballs. You know. I mean, I think it's a coincidence that I feel like as the backpacking YouTube niche has expanded, I keep seeing more and more cottage companies yeah. pop up too. Because even like, I may I might be young, but you know, I I started doing this like six, seven years ago. So even, even back then, like there were still some people, maybe not six years. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah. Even back then, like there was a couple companies, but there wasn't like, you know, like yeah, 10 plus backpack companies, like just, just backpacks, right. Um, ultralight backpacks or whatever. And now it's like, especially once I started trail tales, I started uh, the podcast like right after I got back from my through hike. So it was like, I think I launched my first episode, like early November, 2018, like then when I started to like get back on Instagram and stuff, I hadn't really bought any gear in a while. I kind of had a lot of my stuff for like a long time now. And I started to just realize just from like poking around on Instagram, like how many new companies there are now that make like these like super niche, like ultralight, yeah. whatever gear. And I was like, damn, this has changed a lot, even from just like 2014, which was kind of the last time I was like really on, you know, the, the gear grind, like trying to find stuff. So it's crazy. Like, yeah, they, I feel like YouTube backpacking stuff and the cottage companies have kind of like came up together, if that makes sense. So when you did your uh, through hike, were you one of those through hikers that like half, like by the time you were done with the trail, like you've changed out most everything that you had? No, no, t- total opposite. I, I started with pretty much the same. The only things that, that was different by the end of my through hike were that I had like picked up a couple like extra layers and stuff. Um, everything else was the same. Dude, I've, I, th- I think one of the reasons why I don't really like on trail tales, for instance, I've like done one gear episode. Mm-hmm. I'm about to, I'm, I think this week was 67 episodes, 67, one gear episode. And I, I think part of the reason why is because I've like had like a, the same gear for like mm-hmm. so many years now yeah. that like, 
like none of my stuff is like new and exciting and sexy so i'm just like not that excited it's great gear but i'm just like not that excited to talk about it i guess plus people would be like why why are you recommending like a you know six-year-old backpack or whatever ula so that's all (laughs) ddt dude i bought that thing um or i didn't buy it actually it was a a gift because i was in high school still (laughs) in 2014 i was given that frameless backpack so people always say like frameless backpacks are gonna break or whatever um i was given yeah 2014 i've used that thing i used it on my long trail through hike i've used it on almost uh, most of the adirondack 46 most of the new hampshire 48 a failed attempt at the northville placid trail and the appalachian trail and the thing is still going. I had to. I had to get the uh, the back pocket fixed one time. But other than that, like the thing is, like still going strong now. I kind of like want it to break so I can like justify yeah, getting we, a new pack at this point, honestly. But it's crazy, dude. It's absolutely crazy. We gotta get you in a sexy light AF pack. <laughs> we know a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw you using the ULA. I'm like, damn. And it's like a ton of your stuff. I'm like, wow. You've been using that for a long time. I had the ohm for a few years. Yeah, you had a ULA pack. That's right. That's right. You don't really see like that many of them anymore. Well, they, well, to, Amy Rouch just got one. Right? To your point, they were they were kind of like one of the one of the first. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. They were. That's I did see a decent amount on my through hike, yeah. but again, that was a couple of years ago now. So, which is crazy to say. It feels like it was just yesterday, but yeah, a little while ago now. So, did um, this is something I always talked to through hikers about. Well, like like one through hiker I know, <laughs> of two now. <laughs> did you did you get the the post trail depression? Um, actually, I talked about this on a, when I was a guest on another podcast called Byland. Um, I don't like to call it like post-trail depression because like I, I, I wasn't like depressed. Yeah. You know? I, Blues. I know or like actually depressed and like, I don't really like to go that yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, definitely, fair. I like to call it like the post-trail blues though. Yeah. I, I know most people call it post-trail depression. Um, I like to just say like the post-trail blues or whatever. I definitely got it a little bit. Um, for me, it was like I already had like my uh, job now lined up before I even started my through hike. Okay, so nice. I went from like summiting Katahdin to being in a cubicle within like a two week time wow. span, like clean and like business casual. So that was a little bit depressing. I always feel like weird saying this because I'm all, I'm like super like grateful for my job. Like I don't want to complain about like my you know white collar yeah. job, like fucking first world problems. <laughs> but just the, the contrast there was a little bit shitty. But um, I think once I got my first paycheck, I started to feel a little bit better. Because <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, I feel like the first two weeks were tough. And then after that, I started to feel better, which probably, again, corresponds to the, the, the paycheck thing. Because I was yeah. pretty broke at the end of my through hike. But I don't know. It, it was it was fine. Um, I think if I had uh, kept a little bit more active than I did, that probably would have helped too. Because I like I was a couch potato for like mm-hmm. the first couple months. I gained like twenty pounds after I got back. Oh wow! And so that wasn't a, that wasn't great. I think if I had, um, or if maybe if I just lived somewhere that wasn't like freezing cold and dark at four thirty yeah. in November, oh, yeah. then that probably would have a little bit better too. But I don't know. It, it wasn't great at first, but I made it through. Um, you're talking to two cubicle warriors <laughs> here. <laughs> We're the cube life. <laughs> Cubicle um, through hiking. What do you do for a living? I want to know. I'm a, I'm a software developer. Mm. What mm. kind of software? Um, so my company, I don't want to like go yeah. too specific. No, but don't. Medical, I know you write code though. Software. So I write, um, I write, so I, I don't actually write the 
product. I write automated tests that like they're just UI tests basically. Okay. So like our tests will literally just launch a browser and like log into oh, the product okay. and go and test this button and you know prescribe a medicine and like do all this stuff and it's basically just so when developers check stuff in okay. then uh and then maybe their stuff like worked the way it was supposed to but it broke something else that they weren't you know specifically working on and our tests kind of like gate that and so we can catch some of those issues before they get shipped to a customer dude th- dude you're white collar af bro <laughs> 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 dude, I write code for a living too. I, that's why I was curious. I don't do that that sort of code writing. Um, but I saw I I saw I saw like on your Instagram some like some stuff about writing code. So I'm like, I gotta talk to him about that. Um, I figured yeah. it was software development. Um, yeah, I, I studied computer science. Oh, nice. Digital art as well, which is where I got my thumbnail skills from. <laughs> dude, CS. I, I studied nice. computer science so I could get a nice software job, and I studied digital art so I could make stupid thumbnails on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, uh, that's actually cool. Um, that's another thing with you. Like when, when I was in college, cause I'm 10 years old, I'm nine years older than you. Like computer science was not a thing. Like, really? no, I mean, computer science has really taken off in the last 10 years ever since I graduated from college. So like, like we go to hire people and we can't even find people with, the, with, the, with advanced degrees in computer science. Cause they don't even like exist yet. Um, so that's a cool, no, that's a pro tip that you got into that. I, I like, I don't know that that's very cool. Um, but man, you, you really ride cubicle life hard then if that's what you're doing. That's like, yeah. a, that's a big juxtaposition there, man. Hiking the AT yeah. and sitting well, in the cubicle, I, dude. Again, like I'm, I'm, I'm like super grateful for my job, but I don't know. I, I was lucky. I get like a decent amount of PTO for yeah. like a, you know, an entry level developer. So I kind of like save all that for the summer yeah like that's honestly i'm kind of worried about this stupid virus thing because if i get sick and i have to use a bunch of my pto then i'm that's like a couple <laughs> days i can't hike this summer so dude uh, uh just and, go to work sick so andy and i andy and i <laughs> no, i'm not gonna do that we uh <laughs> we don't like to divulge much about our occupations it's but just keep it high level uh andy and i work for a very large corporation and our the corporation we work for is doing coronavirus resiliency testing so my entire department today of 200 people all had to work from home to test. Cool. So their, 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 their shit is you're just going to work from home for months on end if you need to. So we were like, we were like stressing our IT systems doing all that. And his, yours was Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so like it, there's no PTO. There's just like your ass is in bed with a laptop <laughs> drinking Gatorade. Yeah. Don't come to work for like two <laughs> months. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's been like, dude, this coronavirus shit could could get a little out of hand. <laughs> could I have a I have a I have a background in the biomedical sciences, and dude, it could get it could get real weird. <laughs> you got and you got two. You live with two nurses, dude. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We were talking about it. They're gonna try to steal some masks from work, though, so we have that going for us. <laughs> dude, sorry. Adam. No, it's uh. Hey, just gonna live in the woods. I guess in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> Andy and I have been to Burlington, Vermont, actually. Yeah, I've been skiing there too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we. Uh, that's right. Uh, I've never been skiing there. We went there in the summer on like a family trip. We toured the Ben and Jerry's factory. We got Classic. some. We got some Birkenstocks. Like <laughs> <laughs> when we were young. That's awesome. Man. It's beautiful, though, man. Um, Ohio sucks. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever been down here? Good segue. I like drove through it when I was a kid, but um. 
Dude, I, I could never live in an area. That's See, that's another thing. You, you say, like, the contrast between, like, the... God, my... my sorry, my screen keeps no, going you're blank. Good. you're good. Uh, that's, like, the contrast, again, between, like, the cubicle life and the hiking life. Here in Burlington, it's so easy to yeah. get, like, yeah. access to the trail that it almost, like, makes up for it, right? Because during the summer, I can literally work a full eight-hour shift in my cubicle and then go watch the sunset on the tallest mountain in vermont yeah like, that's awesome that's and, sweet. Down the dark, but, and then i can go to work the next day you yeah. know and I, and I do that so like it's yeah you're like kind of you know my job like not very outdoorsy very sedentary but just the access here and, and another thing about living here in burlington too if you're like a like a peak bagger yeah you like have super easy access to <sighs> the whites and the adirondacks yeah, yeah. So, like literally so not only like the Vermont mountains, but you have access to like pretty much everywhere except for like, you know, maybe Northern Maine within like a pretty reasonable drive. Like I can get to like North Conway and say like two and a half hours, like two, maybe a little bit more. I can get to Lake Placid in like two That's sometimes some places in the Adirondacks, like even, uh, even quicker. So it's like, honestly, if, if, for someone who loves to just like mess around in yeah. like the woods up here yeah. and like someone who's trying to do like the Northeast 115, something like that. I mean, Burlington is like the best central That's location. Sweet. Like it's it's really hard to beat it. You do any ice fishing? <laughs> Are you skier? I don't, I don't do any fishing now. I ski a little bit. Say, but I, you I don't skier? That's big up yeah, there. Yeah, a little bit. I actually didn't get a pass this year. I was kind of planning on just like continuing to hike because I, I usually don't hike during the winter. But um, I ended up like kind of dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. So. Actually, I, I went on like a short hike last weekend, but I haven't. I honestly haven't really done any like actual hikes in a couple months now. It kind of sucks. Do you have? But a, that's probably why I've been doing yeah, all videos and stuff. Once I get back on trail over the summer, what, I'm probably gonna it, like, run out of time to do everything. We haven't <laughs> talked about backpacking at all. What? <laughs> yeah. Do you, so with since you're saving all your PTO for the summer, do you have any like do you have any trails or anything that you're gonna you're gonna try to hit? Yeah. So I have some tentative plans. I. Like I, I think I mentioned a few minutes ago, I when I was, I guess I was 19, 2015, I tried to through hike the Northville Placid Trail. For anybody who's not familiar, it's like a hundred. They actually added a couple miles to it. I think it's like 130 miles now, um, in the Adirondacks. And I, I did at the time. I think it was only like 120 or something like that. And me and a buddy did like 90 before we bailed. And I, I actually have a whole video on that. But um, so I, it's kind of a stupid story. I won't go into it now. But anyways, I want to get some redemption on that because that's like <laughs> that's the only thing I failed and haven't like gone back and, and completed nice. since. And so I'm I'm thinking about doing that in the fall. I should be able to bang that out with like just like a week of PTO plus you know the two weekends. Um, and then I I have like five peaks left for the Northeast 115, and they're all like Northern Maine, like the furthest ones away from me, which makes sense. But I really need to to get up and and finish those. I was like I was like within a mile and a half of most of them on my through hike but like <laughs> i said at the end there i was just like i, I just couldn't bring myself to do yeah. any extra miles there, there's one that was like 0.2 off the trail and I, I did that one but like there was one that was like 0. 0.6 off the trail and I, I got to the intersection and i was like <laughs> yeah. so close <laughs> i didn't do it so i i was like ah, I'll, I'll just have to come back like it'll be a, a whole nother trip and so that's i gotta finish those up and then I have a buddy that I met on on my through hike actually who's going to be moving up here and so I'm just planning on taking him on like a bunch of place just a bunch of trails and like the whites and 
the Adirondacks. I'm now that I've like finished the Adirondack 46 and the New Hampshire 48, I'm trying to go and like experience a lot of the trails that like people don't really hit because yeah. they're not, you know, a part of like the peaks that everyone wants to do. And so I think we're probably just going to do like a bunch of backpacking trips and even just like some, some day trips and some death marches. I like to call them like a 20 mile <laughs> plus day hikes, <laughs> just some stuff like that. So dude, I, I have a lot planned. I'm stoked. I, I like, I'm, I'm getting to the point now in winter where I'm just like, uh, just warm up. Yeah, please. It was like 40 today. It was kind of a teaser. <laughs> so <laughs> do you do any, winter, I'm ready. do you do any winter backpacking up there? Dude, I've never, the closest I ever came to winter, like backpacking was when I like stupidly went out in like November one time when I was like, just, I was like, again, I was in high school and like just underestimated yeah, like how yeah. cold it was going to be. And, um, I, someone actually commented this on a video I posted about that trip. They were like, I think that like ruined you, like, or like scarred you. That's why you're like afraid to do winter backpacking now. So I wouldn't say I'm like afraid, but I've never really winter backpacked before. I've done like a couple 4,000 footers in the winter, but like I said, I really don't do very much during the winter. Honestly, I usually just like ski or yeah. just sit at home and talk about shit to my camera. <laughs> this winter, I guess. But I'd, I'd really like to get into it. Probably maybe not backpacking, but just like doing some day hikes and stuff. I, I could be down with that in, in Vermont. That's fair. But if you come down to like where we live or even Wisconsin where we went, I mean, it's, it's a different it's a different ball game in the winter. What are the what are the cold temps like? Like Super peak winter cold, Vermont right? negatives. I mean, I mean, are we are we talking like down in town or like up on the mountains? In the mountain, like where you would be backpacking. I mean, it could. I mean, it, obviously, it's going to vary a little bit, but you're look. If, if it was like you know thirty, that'd be like a pretty warm day. Okay. Yeah, probably it'd probably be pretty rare for it to be thirty at night. Um, and then, you know, the higher you go, obviously, and, and the wind and stuff, I I don't think it would be like, again, I'm not like a, an expert on this because I, I don't do the winter stuff as much, but uh, very cold, like, yeah, definitely, you know, below 20 most of the time, I would say, without the wind and then plus the wind and stuff. So people people do it, like, for sure, as you guys know, but uh, I don't know. I, I'd probably have to go tag a couple more 4,000 footers just in day trips before I bring my hammock out there. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, we basically have an entire different set of gear for winter now, right? Mm. <laughs> for I sure. mean, different quilts, different everything, and like our winter is like the lows are in the low twenties, so it would be it's way better than what you would go go through up yeah. there. I don't know if I'd be doing it if it was ten degrees without the wind. I don't know. I, I don't we have know. zero degree quilts now. I yeah, guess. but still, it's not like. It's not super fun. <laughs> I mean, you just get to camp and you get in your down. <laughs> you get to camp. You bring a bunch of booze. I mean, there's nothing else yeah. to do. You make a, you make a huge fire, <clears throat> and then you go to bed at like nine. <laughs> you that get sound kind of fun. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I like to I like to go as light as possible with the gear and stuff. So just the idea of like bringing a bunch of extra stuff. I know I'm gonna get so much shit for saying that, but that's that's part of it too. And then another part of it, like I just go so hard during the summer. Like I put in. Yeah. For me, anyways, I, I probably put in, like, close to 250 miles just over the summer, yeah. like, while working full-time and stuff, that's too. That's good, so yeah. That's really good. By the time I get to, like, you know, late October, November, I'm kind of like, all right, I'll just, like, take a little bit of a break yeah. for a while, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. We've just gotten into it the last, like, two years. Because, like, there's just nothing else to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's been a fun thing to like, approach from a, a technical gear standpoint. Because li we literally bring an extra 10 pounds of shit. 
when it's in the winter. Yeah. Yep. yep. At least. Oh yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> we're not out there to like, just take die. It to the next level. Come up to the whites or something. And I'm like, be like syntax. He, he does some crazy stuff. Like not, go like no. straight into the whites. Just go up like, there and have no. your water bladder break yeah. open on you. Guy. <laughs> uh, um. All right. Hey, we're approaching the hour mark. Yeah. Hey, yeah. man. That's 58 minutes, dude. That goes fast. You do podcasts. You know that. Um, all right, Kyle. Thanks so much for talking to us, man. This went really fast. Yeah. Um, and, and those of you that aren't subscribed. Doesn't have to end. We can keep going. I, I, dude, I only delayed dude, you guys we're in our, like we're in our 30s, dude. It's a work Come night, on, Kyle. Man. <laughs> yeah, you got to get, you get yourself a standing desk. I meant to tell you that earlier. Five fucking hours. Dude, dude, that was oh, not God. planned. <laughs> that was, that was, that was <laughs> fueled by whiskey. That was, and you know what, though? You, you, you've never live streamed, have you? No, dude, dude. I haven't. It's great, man. <laughs> we'll do it. We're gonna do it again sometime. Come to Columbus. We'll do a live stream. We'll do with a you. ten hour live stream. We'll do twelve dude, hours. Dude, I I will literally do that. Like when I, I had like just gotten back from like some bars. I think it was a Saturday. It was Saturday, right? Yeah. And like I was like I'd been drinking, and I got back, and I I was just about to like go to bed pretty much, but I saw that, and I saw the call-in thing. I was like. I have to call these dude, guys. Like, I've never had, talked to these guys before. Like, I have to call them right we now. We had and- trolls calling us. We had a bunch. We know, honestly, though, we had a bunch of actual subscribers calling and talk to us. And that had, was, you had 90 missed calls. I had well over. I had over 100 missed calls. I definitely called you guys like 10 times before you actually picked up, though. So, uh, because, like, uh, <laughs> other, other YouTubers were calling us. Subscribers were calling us. Trolls were calling us. I literally I got a number on Google Voice, and I was like, F it, man. Put it, put it in the comments. Just go. And we had <laughs> trolls. We had YouTubers. It, it was, it was a party. I, I think we'd do it again, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we just, we, we had a guy here, literally moderating chat and and screening the phone calls. We had to have like a third party here helping us. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I did not expect hundreds of calls. I truly didn't. Yeah. Um. But it was fun. Anyway, check out Kyle's channel. Check out his podcast. Absolutely. We'll put links in the description. Kyle, thanks for talking to us, dude. We're gonna have to get up and do some hiking in Vermont. Oh, yeah. We've never yeah, hiked up dude. there. You know, I know. Let me know. Or anywhere in the Northeast, dude. Yeah, I'm yeah. so down. Uh, we will let you know, sir. And and we'll catch everybody on the next backcountry BSing. Yep.